The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan, and uh, we're hitting the Zoom waves and we're riding the tide out to Buffalo, New York. And I have got Fuzzy uh, Thurston on here. Man, been a while. Is it your fourth time back? It's either the fourth or the fifth. Yeah, I'm. I'm one, losing one count. It's been a, like you're, yeah, you're just becoming a regular. Yeah, why not? I love it. And uh, man, I, I'm here for it. And it's uh, we're here to talk about the the new venture. Uh, we got a new record coming out, and you took some big chances. But before we get there, uh, how you been, brother? Dude, I've been doing good. It's been uh, it's been a hell of a year. Um, so it's been good. Uh, you know, since the Rust Belts broke up back in January. Uh, it took a lot of time to kind of refocus and sit in the dirt a little bit and figure out uh, what the next move was. And so now I'm just kind of slowly climbing out of it all and uh, did a lot of gigging over the summer and uh, kind of got my solo chops back up and running. So it's been good. Been good. And also was able to spend a lot of time with the family. And uh, so it's afforded me a lot more freedom uh, as well to you know, do other things as well as still performing at a high level. Man, uh, put me in that headspace of fuzzy and the rust belts. Y'all, y'all had a, it was, it was meteoric for me just watching it. Cause I, I caught it so quick and I was watching the rise and accomplish so much. And, uh, what was it like having the knock the dust off and just be a solo songwriter again? Yeah, I mean, I started doing the solo thing, you know, for a good year or two leading up to the Rust Belts. And I don't know, it's kind of funny. It's like I almost forgot um, what that was like. And so, um, not that I didn't do solo shows while I was with the Rust Belts, but it wasn't as regular. So, mm-hmm. you know, lugging all the equipment, <laughs> that's a new one, right? So, um, that that's always been a real kind of pain in the butt. But um, other than that, things, sorry. Oh, no. What did I do here? Did you lose I me? Still, I, I still have you. All right, good. Um, yeah, so, like, you know, lugging equipment, playing on my own, but, like, you know, you're playing these two-and-a-half, three-hour gigs at some places, so you got to uh, fill it with covers and what are going to be songs that, you know, I'm not going to get sick of and that the audience is going to like that kind of thing. But I'm fortunate. I have a lot of original material. So 
I'm able to play through it all and then uh, kind of pick and choose what covers I want to do. So it's really, though, it's been great. Like throughout the summer, it's like getting my chops back up and running, being able to um, play solo in a way that you don't really need that backing band because you know how to kind of navigate the waters, you know, and play those, even make a song big. It's all dynamics, you know, and working with that. Absolutely, man. And, uh, man, I, I would... I would ask for you to expand on that and I'll share what little bit I know about that. I was just before this, I was on the call uh, with a friend of mine from Birmingham and we were talking about this idea of like just a big musical change. And that is kind of the same conversation was uh, stepping out of a band uh, and blazing your own trail. And yeah, these are the songs that I wrote, I wrote and I believe in and yeah, I had this I had this great band backing me. And now I it's almost like I have to go back to the drawing board and figure out okay, when I wrote this, I was in my bedroom and I was figuring it out on my own, but then the band kind of helped fill all those spots, but now I have to figure mm-hmm. out what does it sound like on my own? Yeah. Like wh- where are the where's the explosive, where's the dynamics come in and like where am I going to try to pick you up by your feet or, you know, where am I going to try to make you kind of move your head a little bit, you know? Yeah. 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 No. And you're right. Like you have to, you rely so much on a band that I I don't know. It's almost like I I became a sloppier guitar player because I knew you didn't have that on you anymore. Right. Exactly. So now like everything is, it, it all matters. And so especially like me exploring my own voice, you know, and using my voice to build the song as another instrument. You know, I'm fortunate where I can, you know, play harmonica as well. So that helps with certain songs, Um, you know, and sometimes there's, there's good old stomping floors at some of these places and you throw a couple foot stops in there and you just let that take the verse for a minute, you know, and it gets people's attention. You know, so finding different ways to be a showman um, by yourself is uh, it's kind of a fun little adventure. But, uh, you know, I'm starting to get more of a good handle on it, for especially for the bar scene, you know, the bar and brewery scene. It's different. Yeah, it's it's, you it's, know, gear, it's geared more toward a band. It's geared more toward being loud. Yeah. And to walk yeah. into that scene solo, man, I, I know how it is. I mean, a band can be a band and you can take control of the crowd because just of the fullness of it. But when you are a singer songwriter playing in a bar scene or in a restaurant, uh, it's easy to just be, you're just the background music. Yeah. So the, my thing is how do I not become the background music? Cause usually when you go into these places, a lot of times they have their built in crowds and you know, how do I get them to listen to me? And that's where song choice comes into play. Cause I, again, I'm going to play mostly original music cause I'm, I'm a stubborn bastard. And I just, I, I refuse to play tons of covers. And so how do I get people to do that? And so that's where song choice comes into play. It's like, okay, here's my three songs. Now I'm going to throw you some red meat. And it's going to turn. And so by the time I'm like mid set, 
you can tell who your listeners are because they become focused on you. And then I start to play to them. So Mm -hmm. when you look at a crowd, I'm making eye contact with all those people that I know that are watching me. And after that, when the show's over, or if I'm at a break, I hit those people first. I go shake their hands, introduce myself, ask them their name. And uh, it's a great, it's been working really well for uh, audience building. So that, uh, man, I'm, I'm so glad that you said that. And just for the, the, uh, and maybe necessarily not newbies, but just a recent thing that I saw, I was at a, a bar slash restaurant. And at this time where we are, I'm thankful that they are paying musicians to come in and play. And, um, just so happened, a local musician, singer, songwriter, I was interested in here and he was booked there that night. So I was like, Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go have supper there. I'll have some drinks. I'll invite a friend, and we'll make an evening of it. And man, he plays this uh, Black Crow cover. She talks to angels, and uh, he does a fine job of it. And you can kind of tell that he is aggravated that he didn't get the applause or the claps or the or whatever yeah. else. Like it just wasn't there, and. uh he just makes a statement that completely turned me off and I finished my meal and we left and we went somewhere else because of this. I went there that night to support him. And the comment he made was, I don't know if I could do any effing better than that. And I was like, dude, if you were trying to win the crowd over buddy, that ain't it. That ain't it. Yeah. And And it's frustrating when you're out there and you're humping it, man. And you're, you're out there doing it. And you got no one listening to you and they're staring and they're watching a football game or whatever is on TV. It's super frustrating. And I've gotten to the point where I don't care. I still, it's, it's knowing your set list. Where are your talking breaks? What stories are you going to say leading up to each song? And you still do them because if anything, it's just rehearsal. Then mm-hmm. at that point, it's a paid rehearsal. If they're not listening to you, well, you know, and it happens to all of us. It doesn't matter how good you are. You're going to get those crowds that just aren't aren't down for listening. And, and they, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, and it, but you never know what's gonna what's gonna come of it. And there's usually some sort of net benefit from it. I just I played a show a few weeks ago to zero people. Zero. No one showed up. It was totally disheartening. And that's, a, that's so a, that's, I, that is a total train wreck, you know? Yeah, it was but, absolutely awful. I've never had a worse showing in my entire career than that. I was playing to birds and squirrels and there was a neighborhood. And so I would address the blue house I'd address the greenhouse. And I looked at it like, Hey man, this is a paid rehearsal. How can I better myself out of it? And uh, I had, fortunately, I had a show the next night and it was packed. And you know what? I was well rehearsed. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, you you never know, dude. And that's another thing is uh, playing a new town. Uh, I had an opportunity to play in a town that I had never played. And uh, a fellow singer songwriter helped me book that gig. And I played that show two hours set. I played straight originals. Like you said, I threw Mm -hmm. three or four red meats out there 
covers yeah. that I knew everybody would eat up. That would be in my wheelhouse. That would kind of flow along with what I had going on with my original. And yeah. uh, after the first hour break of, you know, have a beer and uh, just talking over with my buddy who came out to support me. And I was like, man, I, uh, if I had it my way, I would have that hour back and I would play all those songs over again because that was not the caliber of what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm better than that. And uh, I hate that, but I've got to move on. And he, yep. you know, he looks at me, he's like, there was nothing wrong with that. And I was like, well, that's fine, but you've never seen my live show. And I was like, that is not the standard I hold myself to. And that's sure. another thing that we have to let go of. You have to move on. Yeah. And I've, you know, played the next hour, got off. And he was like, well, man, the, the second set was better than the first. And uh, I hope you walk away happy. And I was, I just still had that first set in my mind. I was like, if I had my V card for playing this town back, I would have done it a lot differently, but here we are. And, uh, I just hope I get to play it again. And, yeah. um, uh, I will, uh, I yeah. am going to play it again, but it's it, but I think that says something, you know, uh, we, we can be humble and we can be honest with ourselves and be like, that wasn't my best, but, right. uh, but I, we can go back to the drawing board and we, we can, we can move past that. And I mean, like, as you're on this journey, I mean, I'm, like you shared, like playing to an empty room and then playing to a full room, like it just being you on your own now. I mean, like, man, the emotions, they have to be a roller coaster just as well as, mm-hmm. the, you know, the crowds that you're playing to. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're so self-conscious when you go up there alone in any way. And so, um, you know, it's weird sometimes playing to no one is more nerve wracking than playing to a bunch of people. Because what you know is like, dude, I know that I can rip through a two hour set in like 45 minutes if I wanted to. Right. But it's the interaction with people. It's the, the banter, it's the feeding off the crowd. So maybe you extend that last chorus an extra time through um, just to get everybody's emotions uh, up and, you know, riled up. Um, so at that point, you're like, well, man, I'm hired for two hours here. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I got to still make sure I'm doing my show, you know. And uh, now what I've been doing, because um, I, I don't like doing three-hour shows. I can't stand them. But I'll do them on occasion. Um so I have a two hour set list that I, I have. So I've got a couple two hour set lists that I like to um, use there. Everything's all laid out for me to, I know where I'm talking. I know where I'm, I'm not that kind of thing. So I'll play that two hour set and then I'll take, you know, a 20 minute break and then I've got 40 minutes left. And so it's like, okay, what do you want to hear? <laughs> I'll bring yeah. out the book. And um, and I'll just finish it up with some covers and usually a few extra originals that are thrown in there. Um, but yeah. that's just kind of my lazy set. But the real set, because I don't know about you, I, I notice if I'm playing, I don't like to take a bunch of breaks in a three-hour set. So I usually just take one. Um, but usually after the first set, you lose 50% of your audience at that. That's it. Yeah. Every, 
Yeah. So people leave. And so that's why I like to go two hours. I keep them there longer for one. And I get them listening to all the stuff that I want them to listen to. And I'll tell you this, another thing that's harder as a singer songwriter. And I think it's just because it's one man and I've all, I've also given so much of myself on stage, like Mm -hmm. during that break, or when the show is over, if people are still around, God bless them, especially after a three-hour set, is uh like my energy towards connecting with you, I've already done everything that I could possibly do on stage. And so yeah. after that hour and a half, two-hour set, like if I'm going to be connecting, it's during that time. And like it's not yeah. even about like just pushing, or pushing uh, a T-shirt or hey, buy my porch talk vinyl or oh yeah. No, no, it's just about like just connecting at this point yep. because like I th- here's the opportunity to make a fan or a or a friend. And I want to take advantage of that. And, and yeah. maybe I'll see you when I come back to town at that point, man. It's man, it's it's such a fragile bird, uh playing yeah. these shows alone and like and you know it as well as I do, it's it's so much easier with a band because there's there's two, there's three, there's four, there's five of you, and you can you can spread out. And there's always someone in the band that someone else connected to more. But yep. when you're solo and someone connects, they connected with you. Yeah. And they and they want a word with you. And that that comes yeah. with its that comes with its own thing. So and you, you have to handle that with uh with special care. Yeah. Yeah, and it's hard, man. It's hard to make that connection. But I'll tell you, if I can walk away from a gig um, every night with three to five new followers, it's a success. Because getting someone to hit the follow button is so hard. And so I've been fortunate that I've been picking up, you know, know, between three and five a, a show. Sometimes I don't get any, but the most of the time I'm picking up three to five. And it helps having, you know, pitching my website. Um, I've got a banner with a QR code on it. Uh, people, a lot of people, especially younger people, will go and they, they know how to do it. And it links them right into everything. And so um, that's been helping a lot as well. And, um, and then having a, I didn't realize how important having an email list is. And so I've been referring a lot of people to subscribe to the email on my website. And, uh, and that's been going great. I've been building up a nice email list. Referred me there, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, good for it. And I'm glad I'm there now. And, uh, dude, yeah. I, that's something that I do not mind. And, uh, whether it is uh social media, it, it really, honestly, how I keep up with you. And so now being on the email list is like, I mean, that's, I love seeing your posts and I love seeing, your strides, your gains. I, I love seeing the kids, man. Like I, like yeah. he, although although we have not like personally met, man. I, I we're we're friends, and I mean it's always good to see like what's going on in Fuzzy's world, dude. What's what's yeah, cooking? Man. And uh, <laughs> like I'm I'm happy to see what you're cooking, and so I want to shift the conversation around uh, what this uh, this evening or this conversation is about. Uh, you took a big chance, and I really like this work. And so you, you cut, you're cutting this, this record, this album, but half of it, half the tracks is, uh, you're going to talk yeah, about the track 
and then share the track. And yep. uh man, and I'm like you, is uh how is this gonna sit with someone who's not a fan? Well, obviously right. they can they can skip the talking track and go straight to the track, but uh the Rack and Tours done it with Jack White uh when they did their uh, uh Help Me Stranger. And I really enjoyed hearing Jack White talk through that and i i kind of really enjoyed like where the mind was as they were working through that and for a singer songwriter and someone like you who i'm a friend with and also a fan of to kind of walk me track by track and to like tell me where your mind was when you were doing this like oh track two brother when you were talking about like this this was a COVID song. I was locked up in a hotel room when this came out. And I'm like, oh, man, let's go. So, man, uh, what is the name of the new record? And, like, what is the project? Like, give us a spiel, man. Take the floor. Yeah, man. Um, well, it's it's exciting for me because originally, um, before Fuzzy and the Rust Belt started, I got together with Carl and I said I want to do an acoustic EP. And we never, we never did it. We went right into Rust Belt land, which was phenomenal. What a wonderful experience. Uh, yes, it was. <laughs> it was I, I, still, I, I still sit with those. Yeah. Still yeah. love it. <laughs> um, but so I finally got to do my EP. And um, I think that everything comes uh, when it's supposed to come. And in these five songs, um, are a great representation of where I've been over the past three, four years. And the, the record's called Stories and Ballads. And I named it Story. I was thinking of name that Be Free, but it didn't represent where I, was, I wanted to go. And I wanted to tell stories and I wanted to sing ballads. And so I was like, well, let me just call it Stories and Ballads then. And, uh, you know, I'll put my songs on there and uh, do what I want to do. And, um, you know, so much of what I love to do live is to tell a story, to tell a story of how the song was created, tell a story of someone I met uh, that kind of related to the song at some point or, you know, whatever it is. I love to tell stories when I play live. And I said, uh, I was listening to, um, uh, David Ramirez. Um, he's a great Americana artist out of uh, Austin, Texas. I went and saw him here in Buffalo. And he has a really great record called Fables. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if Spotify did this for everybody, but he has a full uh, album called Fables Commentary. And it's all 14 tracks, and they're within a minute. They're all about a minute long. He's talking about each track and where he was during that time. But the track didn't follow it. So, like, you had to switch then and go back to the – and so for me as a listener, I wanted to listen to the song immediately after to understand where, where he's coming Story, from. song, story, song. Right. So I'm like, all right, what if I do something like that? And I said it to Carl, and Carl's like, ah, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's – you know, if it's going to cause someone to just, you know, stop listening or hit the skip button. And I'm like, yeah. And so I bounced it off a couple other people. I got mixed reviews on it. And ultimately, Carl said to me, listen, man, it's your record. It's your decision. What do you want to do? Yeah. And I said, well, hell, 
I want to do it the way I want to do it. He's like, we'll do it. I'm like, okay. So we put the story first, song second, story first, song second, story song, and so on down the list. And um, it turned out great. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. It is, I wrote this one for me. This is for me. And um, most, you know, obviously every songwriter's writing songs for them. Um, you know, but when I thought about this one in particular, knowing that, hey, this might deter some people from listening. I said, you know, I don't care. Right now I'm laying a foundation of where I want to go a year from now. And so, like I start, told you, I started the beginning of the year in the dirt and I'm uh, climbing my, my way up out of the pit. Yeah, This is my, my first step out of the pit and building now the foundation of where I want Fuzzy Thurston to go. And um, so this is this is just a building block right now. And I'm super proud of this one. Well, dude, uh, I cannot wait till it's public. I have thoroughly October enjoyed. 6th. Yeah, by the <laughs> way, boys and girls, uh, but I have thoroughly yeah. enjoyed uh, sitting down with it. And I've repeat offender and like I, I, you know a lot of things with songwriting you'll hear is uh you never want to you never want to give people everything because if they know what the song is about <clears throat> excuse me that eliminates the ability for them to put their own meaning on a song and so for you to give a track of you sharing about the song and what it meant to you and then to share the song, that did not that did not happen for me. Like I understood exactly where you were because you told me in about a minute's time of what that song meant to you, where you were in your life. The song played, and then it opened up to where I could develop my story and my fable and how I connect to a song as a lover of music and songwriting. And so, yeah. like, there was no value loss. And so anytime I hear about someone wanting to do a project like this, I was like, you can't give away the grandeur because right. like the mystery and the story is where people connect. But buddy, you did some kind of work here to where that didn't happen, man. Good. So congratulations. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's what I was, that was something that I wanted to be careful on. I didn't want to get um, too specific. And uh, I kind of credit my wife and a friend of mine. They both tell me that sometimes I can be too specific about things. And when I explain things, I can ramble. So uh, they said, keep it short and sweet and just give enough. Just give the nuts and bolts. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I know your Buffalo area of when will, and maybe they are, uh, when will you begin to share these songs with the public when are you so gonna, is it, go ahead yeah. <laughs> uh, i've already been playing them live oh great. um so yeah so i've been playing them live so people have heard them um just they today resonating? they're resonating great um and you know it's it's hard these songs are a little bit um they're listening songs so when i play them in the bar scene um I usually play them a little later in the set because I'm relying on those listeners that I connect with. 
Uh um, to then listen to them and they're playing very well. And it's, it's funny which ones hit people and the ones that you think are going to be the ones that they never are. are. They never are. Never. Yeah. Dude, for the life of me is, uh, and I I hope to record it. I'm probably going to do it lo-fi just like I did Georgia is, uh, like the main song that I've been pushing in mind lately is called outside my window. And uh, that song is two years old now, and I've been playing it for almost two years. Like the moment I wrote it, I was like, this is the best song I've ever wrote and everyone's going to love it. And there's nothing that anybody can do about it. Yeah. Not the case. Not the case. <laughs> uh, did not resonate at first. Uh, yeah. It didn't, not in three months, not in six months, not in a year and not in a year and a half. And for whatever reason, just a couple of months ago, I, I approached the song again, tweaked it a little bit. Not the words, just the presentation. And now it has become like a stable and like a requested song. Like a lot of people like Georgia, they'll request that. Da 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 da. Uh, and I'm grateful for that. And I was like, well, that is not the song that I'm pushing anymore, you know? But yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I like that you love Georgia. But yeah. I love I love this, and I want you to love this. But that never works that way for people. It seems like, yeah. And yeah. so I've uh, tweaked it a little bit, and finally motored it and got it right right for the audience. And now it's it's a it's a song that people enjoy to hear. And I was like, so I guess the question is, Fuzzy, is uh, when is the song finished? Well, that's, uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because these songs, uh, three of them are going to make it onto my full length album with a full band arrangement. So they're never finished, man. They, you can keep on rolling with them. That's what I'm uh, learning. Yeah. You keep on, you know, picking and, you know, you can change it here and there and tweak it here and there. And, you know, usually the, uh, the structure remains the same for the most part, but, um, you know, sometimes that don't even change. Hell, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's always, it. you know, it always continues. I mean, listen to the greats, too. You know, they play their songs five million different ways. <laughs> Actually, one of my favorites is Ryan Adams. That guy hey, will play man, his, dude. He'll play his songs, you know, five different ways, you know. So it's like you never know. But he does it. He plays it to the concert, you know, what – what kind of concert he's got? Is it the big full band play it like you recorded it? Is it uh, just him live and acoustic? You know, yeah, love- like if you ever go ahead, go ahead. If you ever heard him play New York, New York on the piano, it's like to- absolutely, totally a different song. You yeah. know, but uh, and he makes it work. Uh, at the time when 1985 by Taylor Swift dropped, I was dating a girl who was really into Taylor Swift, and that's how I got really introduced to her um, mm-hmm. and later Ryan Adams would uh, cover the entire 1985 which was a project that <laughs> I would love more than the Taylor Swift version Yeah, and yeah. the way that he took those songs and if I'm not mistaken and uh, I don't want to throw shade at anybody but uh, when him and his band were was working on that record I believe that they were in contact with Taylor or Taylor's yes. people and said, uh, we did this as a joke, but uh, we thought the wheels would fall off, but 
by some miracle, the wheels have not fallen fallen off, and this is actually a good record. Yeah, and and so we're covering the entire record, and I was yeah. like, what a <laughs> what a phenomenal here, <laughs> you know? Yeah, wow. it sparked a chain of events. He went and he did it with uh, Springsteen's Nebraska. Um, he did a did a full record of that. Um, he did one more recently. I forget which one it was. But yeah, I've, without yeah. look, pulled up. But yeah, dude, it's like yeah. And I, I, I always love that about that dude. He was uh, he wasn't afraid of taking chances on stuff like that. No, and yeah. a, a, a maverick and like uh, respect on what you're doing right now, dude. I, I believe you to be like you're a trailblazer right now, man. Like uh, you're you're really you're rocking it. When it comes to doing like the album commentary like that, I know you're not the first to do it, but like you're the first to do it in this venture. Yeah. And uh man, that's excited to have you on the show. Yeah. Just cause, I'm, just, just cause we're friends and I'm a fan of yeah. yours, but excited number two about this new project, man. Just oh man. Like I cannot wait for people to ingest fuzzy in this way because like of you know we've had this conversation is uh i wonder if someone who is not a fan will be able to connect with it like i have right i have no idea yeah me either but i i truly hope so because like i mean uh hearing you open the album up and be like okay here's track one and this is where I was, and this is what happened, and here's the song. And I'm like, oh, well done, man. Yeah, let's go. And the song comes on. I was like, that's my boy Fuzzy, as long as i known him. <laughs> yeah, that's him. So, man, yeah, dude, good, good work. October 5th. October 6th. It's a Friday. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting these songs out, uh, you know, song Be Free. Uh, was just a uh, uh, one of those songs that came about uh, when a lot of stuff in you know my professional life was uh, going downhill and um, there were a lot of changes going on and it's like man just you know you know it, this is your life man be free of all of that drama and and that's kind of where that that song sparked um, and then going into um my song leaning into you it was a you know a covid song um not about covid but it, it sparked during that time and mm-hmm. um there were a lot of different crazy things going on you know internationally nationally you know locally here in in this area and you know um a lot of things were affecting me in a way that I'm like man I just got to put some pen to paper here and I, I you know wrote some of the best lyrics um to my in in my opinion that I've ever written there. Um and I'm so proud of that song. Those two songs you just named off, man, like back to back. Yeah, yeah, dude. Good work. I don't know, like right, we're friends, so so it's hard for me to like yeah. to critique your work, but near the top. For Thanks, sure. Man. Near the top for sure, dude. But like I it's hard for you to put out a song that I don't enjoy. I mean, you already know how <laughs> I feel about the Fuzzy and the Rust Belt album. It's like when I put it on, I put it on start to finish. I don't skip anything. Yeah. I'm just when I put it on, I'm I mean to sit down with it. Yeah. And uh I that's gonna be the same with this new 
uh, project that you got going, dude. And I am so happy for you, man. Uh, with Thank with you. everything, like it would it would have been so easy to to maybe stop being a recording artist and to just yeah okay uh, we are just gonna we'll play a show occasionally and we'll just shut this whole thing down and I will focus on the family and and work and you know whatever else yeah. Uh, dude, I am about to lose you. We're going to have to restart this, okay? I'm about to hit stop recording. That's fine. Okay. This episode of Porch Talk is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Caldera Lab. If you go to calderalab.com slash porch uh, at checkout, you can use promo code porch and save 20% off your total purchase order. A little bit about Caldera Lab. It was clinically tested to work on dry, normal, and oily skin, 9 out of 10 men who tried this product continue to do so, and they could tell a difference uh, with their skin. Uh, there's an improvement in the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, elasticity, dark spots, skin tone, and more. It really helped me out with the crow's feet and the wrinkles on my forehead. I have been using the good for about a week now and they also uh, sent me the clean slate icon and the base layer and uh, i've never really been into skincare products i was excited to give caldera lab a shot and i'm glad i did and so as you get a little bit older like myself um, maybe you would like to give these skincare products a try for your face and maybe you'll tell a difference just like i am uh, I'm 32, but I'm currently looking about 23. So uh, look out for me. Once again, if you go to calderalab.com slash porch, use promo code porch, and you'll save 20% off of your purchase order. Back to the show. And so, uh, man, the question I want to poise to you, and I know we've, we've talked about it a, a little bit as we've been going, but... What are you, with you sharing where you were with the song and then the song of what do you want to ex express to the listener? Like someone who has never heard of Fuzzy and someone who just comes across it by happenstance. Like, what are yeah. you, what are you hoping to find? A connection. Um, one of the things that uh, I've been trying to do is, to open up a little more, you know, and I know listeners, uh, like to, like to dig in. They like to know about the artists that they like and know where they're coming from and who they are. And I'm not a very open person in that way. So this is my attempt is trying to, uh, let you peek in a little bit, uh, inside my world and, uh, where I'm coming from. And, uh, so, that that was one of those things I was hoping to hoping would kind of shine through. And I think you're stepping into like new media ground. Like I know that uh, Jack White's done it with the, the raconteurs help me stranger. And yeah. I know, I know other people have done it as well, but it's still very new territory uh, to where not a lot of people do that. And uh, mm -hmm. I put some respect on that, man. And like it, it's interesting because whenever I hear a song, brand new song, you know, I'm putting my 
myself in that song and I'm walking that story and then I'm giving it meaning uh, to whatever it means to my life. But to hear uh, the songwriter uh, tell me a little bit about where he was, what he was doing and wh- why that song happened. There's a certain brevity to it to where I'm like, Oh man, it, it almost like it takes me out to where I, I'm, I'm almost stepping into your shoes to where it's a different animal. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 It is different. Um, because most of the time we as listeners want to be selfish and be like, Oh, he's talking about me. Mm -hmm. Um, that kind of thing. And in this instance, it's more of, um, Hey, I'm learning about this guy and where he's coming from. And, you know, I still kept it in, in, uh, vague enough to where I think that people can, can relate to it and have their own meaning to it. But, um, you know, especially with, uh, the final song, which is the road. And I think there's a lot of people that are going to be able to, uh, associate with that song. Um, yeah, that was, that was a long time coming. That was a song probably wrote seven different songs that just never were able to touch on that topic. And, um, finally that one was just enough. It was, again, it was the, the previous songs were too specific to where it, um, uh, just didn't, it didn't seem to work, but this, there's enough, uh, vagueness, but the emotion comes through. Um, and I'll go ahead and finish that. I'm sorry. No, I they actually came in at a good time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and that is another thing, just as a songwriter and listening through, uh, this project, that was another part that I really enjoyed was because uh, oftentimes we as songwriters, we want to know where the other songwriters were when they were writing these songs. And yeah. you did such a great job of summing that up in a, a minute, minute and a half. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And then delivering the song. And 
I do want to, and maybe this this goes to the studio or wherever you wherever you recorded it, buddy. Phenomenal job, like Thank for you. for you and a guitar, harmonica, whatever. It's like uh, you sent it. You know, you you, yeah. you did it justice. Like I I don't know how it could have been. I don't know how it could have been any better. Like yeah, you sent it, man. So congratulations on that. But my question is. Um, songwriter to songwriter, like vulnerability, uh, when it comes to that, like, man, where to, it would have been easier just to do anything else than what you did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, where, where, yeah. where, where does that, where does that come from, man? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It, uh, it's, it comes from a place of being honest, you know, and, um, writing about what you know and trying to convey that in the best possible sense, you know? Um, yeah, it's just, it's emotion, man. It's, it's passion. Like that's what any songwriter, um, can tell you. I'm sure you can attest to this. If you're not writing music, you are not, there's a piece of you missing then if, if you aren't, it's so ingrained into who you are and it's it's a passion it really is it's so it's so powerful that you need to sometimes rein it in because it can ruin relationships like that's how passionate it can get with songwriting it's like it's almost if you're a junkie looking for your next fix it's like i need to write this right now if i don't i'm going to be itching all day and, you know, there's sometimes I just have to close the door and tell my wife, I'll be out in 10 minutes. And, Man. you know, and I have to put it down. I got to write the songs, but it, you have to control it because it can get a hold of you into where it can ruin relationships. And I've seen oh. it happen. I mean, there's tons of people that you constantly hear about getting divorced. Um, you know, not just famous people, you see it on the local level, mm -hmm. you know, um, it, it's just so, so powerful and so addictive. Um, and you know, I, I love the, 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 like the high you get after you complete a song, you know, it's like you're riding high you're like, yes, like I'm so accomplished. Right. And then you just pray that the next day when you listen to what you recorded on your iPhone, you pray that it's just as good as what you were feeling the day before, because I don't know about you. I've written songs. I thought it was the best song in the world. I listened to it the next day. It's absolute dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, I think I'll hit the delete button. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's so, like, I it's mean, not what it was. Yeah. I mean, but, you get out of, but, you know, five and, ideas. And, and, and you shouldn't. You know, and, and that's one thing yeah. that I've learned about, like, uh, those kind of things is uh, you write something in the heat of the moment. It's good. Or you think it's good. You think it's great. You think it's the best thing you've ever done. Yeah. And then you go back to the next day and you're like, absolute dog trash. Yeah. And if you do not hit that delete button, the thing about it that I have found is let that thing cook. Yep. And even... Let's just say three months, six months, nine months, a year go by. Yeah. Okay. You may not use that song. You may not play that song, but 
the other idea that popped up? Well, the two may become one or the three may become one. And right. you have an amalgamation, if I can say the word, of like <laughs> this monster of these three different ideas coming together to make one really good project. And yeah. man, I can't tell you how many good ideas went to the wayside because I woke up the next day and I was listening to it and I was like, oh, <laughs> there's yeah. there's no way this is me. Yeah. Uh, we got to get this out of here. <laughs> no, like, you got to no. keep them. You got to keep them on there. One, it keeps you, it keeps you humble. Mm-hmm. But two, you go back and you'd be like, Hey, you're like, I've had songs that were five years old and I took pre-choruses from them or, you know, a chorus line from them or something. Um, it happens. There was actually, I just finished writing a song a few weeks ago called Out West. And uh, it's actually, it's a chorus from a song. I don't know. It's got to be three, four years old, but it just came back. And it, like the, the melody of that chorus came back and I, I put together this whole song and boom, it was like written in a few hours. One I thing love I wanted- it happens. One thing I've wanted to ask you, and uh, I don't think I've ever asked you, is uh, take me back to single man, fuzzy, up to the day, married with two wonderful children. Yeah. Like, how has uh, the, the songwriting matured? And when you look back on single man, Rusty, do you still play those songs? Or are you a just completely different person? Like, what does that oh, look totally like? Totally different. So, yeah. Did, did those songs transform into something new, or you just don't play them no more? I mean, what what happened? Like, like from the years ago, um, there's probably two that I will still play on occasion. Um, but yeah, no, I um. So when I got back into songwriting, um, and we've touched on this, I think I don't know, maybe on the first or second. Uh, meeting on on Porsche talk but um just a quick one when i got back into i started writing again uh, in 2012 mm-hmm. um after my son was born and i don't know what it was it was just a whole new viewpoint you know i don't know i think i needed to get out of the small town that i lived in um for a little while go explore the world um grow up a little bit and um yeah, it just all of a sudden it clicked. And I think maturity uh, for me, it worked, you know, whereas like sometimes you hear these people are 20 years old and you think they're 50, you know, or 60 years old. They got they got it all figured out in these songs. And it's like, where do you come up with this stuff? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for me, though, it, it literally it. I didn't know anything. So that whole write about what, you know, didn't work. And, um, but I, too, I had to do a lot of studying, like, you know, I had to study on like, and focus on what are you saying? You know, because lyrics are so important and I didn't really, uh, take the time to really, um, recognize that when I was younger, recognize how powerful lyrics are and how you need to put a story together because nine times out of 10, if a song's got great lyrics, the song is going to be great, you know? And, um, 
that's what I wanted to do. And, you know, I started thinking about that. I started uh, writing and rewriting and writing again and really focusing on does this song make sense from start to finish? What are your stories? Even if you got three verses, it's kind of like three acts of a play, you know, and your chorus is your overall (laughs) theme, if you will. Um, Sure. So how do you want to say it? How do you want to put it together? And then, you know, I started listening to like Jason Isbell, yeah, or Isbell, he likes to say, I, I, it's got to be a dialect thing or an accent thing. Uh, but um, Jason Isbell, he's one of those guys, he just taught me, it's like having a professor on Spotify just teach me how to write songs. You know, I, I told this, I met John Moreland. Uh, oh. Uh, I met him uh, last year. He came to Buffalo. Oh. And I was I was the only one that waited in the rain outside to meet this guy. And you he comes you. out. Yeah, right. So I'm there I am. I made my poor wife wait with me. But she knows how much I love John Moreland. It's, it, and so John comes out and of course there I am standing there. And I could tell he was tired. He probably didn't really want to talk to me. But his wife told me to to wait that he would be down. And so he came down and I said to him, I said, hey, man, I don't want a picture. I don't want anything like that. I just wanted to shake your hand and tell you that um, you and Jason Isbell are two of my professors. And I go, I look at you as a teacher on how to write songs. And I wanted to thank you for that. You don't know how much of an impact you've had on me as a songwriter. And uh, he was like, oh, man, thanks so much. I, I really appreciate that, you know. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that made his day. It sure as hell made mine. Um, but, you know, you, there's certain artists that um, mean so much to me, and I'm sure you've got your your favorites that mean so much well, to you. You and I share Jason Isbell and John Moreland. Uh, yeah. I mean, we come from the – I think if we were on a tomato vine, we would have been picked off the same vine. <laughs> We just yeah. we just we just happen to be on opposite sides of the country, but yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, like we uh, we fall into this uh, Americana singer songwriter. Like I like John Prine, uh, and I mean we could we could go down the list, and if we were to begin the list, we would forget them, and we would leave someone yep. out. But uh, for the people who love singer songwriter, for the people who love real Americana for people who love folk or, or even the blues or, you know, whatever genre you want to take, like this just means more like this is not, Mm -hmm. I don't think when you and I sit down to write, we're not going for a top 40 song, right? You know, we're, we're, we're writing to the heart of Americana. We're trying to resonate with, with the people, but it's not to the effect of, you know, I mean, take this Oliver Anthony who came out of nowhere with North Man or Richmond or even yeah. uh, Jason Aldean, who has been in the spotlight for some time. We'll try this in a small town or if you want to go Cardi B with her WAP, like uh, and I'm not clumping all those into one thing. But like when it comes to that kind of I don't I'm not really interested in that music at all because 
uh, I'm interested more into what these singer songwriters, these indie musicians have to say. And that's what I delve into. And I've, I, I guess that's, that's the question is maybe it's not so much of like, Hey, United States, all 50 States, maybe, maybe this won't all resonate, but like, maybe I could get about 15 of you or, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a pocket of you that will be influenced. It's like, man, when, when, when you're writing these songs, like who do you have in mind? You know? Right. Right. Yeah. It, um, that's, it's just, I don't know. I don't really have anyone in mind when I'm writing. I, I know I'm writing to a genre, you know, that I like and that I appreciate. And I know that there's an audience that appreciates, um, that kind of thing. Um, but I just kind of, I write for me and, uh, you know, if there's people that want to go along for the ride, man, well, come on, let's go, you know, and, um, it's just, it's like I said in the earlier, it's something that I have to do. It's, it, it, it's just a passion, you know, and I, uh, I need to do it and get it off my chest. And, um, you know, I don't even feel like I'm done yet. You know, I've got this EP coming out. I'm already focusing on a full length album for next year. And, uh, that's what it, I love about crazy. you, buddy. <laughs> He's always so, getting uh, back in the ring, dude. He's like, he needs yeah. time to rest. He just got beat up. No, he's back in there. Yeah. Yeah. We got, uh, so I got a couple guys, I got three guys that, uh, we already started rehearsals, uh, back in August. Um, already getting ready to, uh, rock out a new record. So, um, I'm excited about that. But in the meantime, this, uh, stories and ballads, man, I'm, I'm super stoked for it to come out. And, uh, I didn't release any like singles. I just wanted to release the the whole thing as is. Put um, some respect on that too, because that is not the yeah. nature of the beast today. Yeah. And I know that, you know, it's not going to be up in the algorithm and stuff like that. But, uh, like I said, this is a, uh, foundational, uh, EP and mm. it's just, uh, just building the frame on this house. So. I put a lot of respect on that and to what you said uh, when I was referencing like top 40 or whatever else you said it uh, just the way that I hope that you would is uh, <laughs> I didn't do it looking for that. I did it for me. Yeah. You know, I had to do this because I had to get this out of me and man, I've, I've been blessed. I've been hosting this open mics for uh at least half a year now and we've had people come through who you know maybe they cover and i'm thankful for that that they can't they're they're comfortable enough to come on stage and share their talent and then we've had some who be like i just wrote this song and uh, this is the first time it's ever been heard and those are the nights and those are the people that that that's what it's built for and yeah. that's that's what I really get off on. It's like hey, yeah. this is this is what I want, and uh, it's it's funny like to hear them mess up. Uh, they'll throw in a oops, or they might stop, and then like uh, kind of grab them by the nap of their neck after. And I was like, "Don't you ever stop again? 
Yeah. Like, well, I messed up. Nobody knew it until you told them. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, and that's my main thing. And, like, maybe it's a Steve Earle thing that he does in Austin is, uh, man, I've I've been having a great time, like, here. Like, there are so many talented people who are breaking out right now, and they're coming to the open mic. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting to uh, give them some criticism, but, like, beat them up in the best way possible, not over their, their work or their craft. Just don't, don't, don't you, don't you ever let anybody know that you messed up. You yeah. know, don't, don't yeah. ever, don't ever show any weakness. Don't, don't let, don't, 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 uh, don't ever. Well, let, you ruin it for them. Uh, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's kind of like two after a show, even though it might not have been your best show and someone comes up, hey, man, great show. And you're like, oh, man, it was crap. You know, I I uh, I'm screwed up, you know, the verse on this song. Yeah. Like, don't 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 take that away from them. They thought it was great. And, you know, you take the compliment, you say thanks and you beat yourself up later on. Yeah. You know, yeah, do it in the privacy of the car at home. Yeah, exactly. I'm riding yeah. in silence and I'm slapping yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, man. Like it's just been a it's been a trip. This year's been uh a lot of uh a lot of work, a lot of learning. Um you know, like I don't know, it's it's weird like now that it's just me, um I still have the same drive. And I, I know feel you do. like I see it. Yeah, but I feel like I, I feel like I'm dropping the ball, and I don't know. No. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Like I feel like it feels uh, like you're working harder than ever. To me, you, maybe though it's just because now, like I'm just managing myself, and I don't need to check with this person if they're available or this person if they're available. I think maybe some of the weight of running a band um has made me feel this way you know where i don't i feel like um i don't have as much to do so therefore i feel like i'm not doing as much and i'm i'm constantly like i need to be doing more but then i i looked at like my stuff and i'm like you're doing all the stuff you got to do you know um so i don't know it's just it maybe it's again that crazy songwriter and me self-consciousness you know well i don't know dude let me ask you this is like uh you know uh i know you got your your family backing you and probably friends but without the band uh backing i mean do you feel like there's a loss of direction or something or i mean or 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 did you always no, 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 in in the regard of I'm not doing enough. Like you had you had the band behind you, and like you you felt like you had to be the captain. But now that you're solo, like, you, like yeah, you did enough, and yeah. like maybe your loved ones or whomever is like, yeah, you're doing enough. It's like no, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know if the question makes sense or not, but like, yeah, no, it does. Um. Yeah, I think it's just the fact that I don't have as much weight on my shoulders that I yeah. feel like I should be doing more. But when you say it, it's like, man, I've just I've been busier than ever uh, this summer and with everything. And I don't know, it just might be just 
I don't have as much weight on my shoulders, so therefore I can I, I can function faster and quicker and more efficient um, than before, and it doesn't feel as as heavy. I, I knew that starting back up again, I would I was going to sort of um, have to get my sea legs again, uh, so to speak, um, which did take a little bit uh, getting back into it, but. Um, and I notice it too when I take a couple weeks off, like that the, there's this little bit of uh, anxiety that creeps in before a show. It's like, do you really know your songs? <laughs> you know, but. Oh my God, dude. But it flies, you know, for after the first song, it's like, okay, here we go. You know, and then before you know it, it's over. Man, I, I've I've had this one song that I've been opening with lately. Yeah, and uh, it's it's a cover of uh, a buddy of mine's, and it is such a funny song. And but it, it's a it's a fairly difficult song vocally and on guitar. And if okay. if you don't if you don't do everything correctly, like it's not gonna work. Yeah, and I have failed three times in a row. <laughs> but I but I still do it because no one knows any different. Like, right. Whatever they get is what they get. It's not like I'm I'm not gonna sweat the bullet. And when it's over, it's over. And yeah. uh and then I move on like and I always treat that song like, well, you got over that. That was a mountain. Everything's yeah. you know everything now. Yep. Like e- everything that could possibly go wrong, you already did it. You got it <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's That's usually treat- pretty good. It's fun to treat it that way, but also it's like it's scary as hell to open with that because you could immediately just <laughs> you be like, "Hey, everybody, this is uh, this is Fuzzy Thurston," and then like you come out there and just wreck and be like, "Well," and there goes the crowd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so it, yeah. it's it's a big risk, but like at the same time, it's like. Uh, I'm putting like the risk reward thing at the very beginning, and then everything after that is like smooth sailing. Because like that is sure. the most difficult thing in my act. Like I get that behind me, and I open up with a very funny joke about it. Yeah. And so whether I nail it or not, I hope the the joke lands it. Sure. <laughs> and then so do you move on. do you tell the joke before you get into the song? Yes. Okay. Absolutely, right. I do. It's uh, it's an early James and the latest song. It's called High Horse. Okay, and it it's a song about uh being well aware that you have a problem, uh, with drinking. Yeah, and uh, I I usually open up with this is a song about being high while riding a horse. And uh, I hope you like it. And then it, it the song starts out with I kind of wish I could stay clean and the kind of way that I used to be and and like it's just going through like the guy who has just hung over who is just like hung up by the bathroom sink and yeah. and that's and that's the whole story of it and like something that anyone who has had any history of having a drinking problem can relate to and it like I, I made a mockery of it at the beginning and by the time I get done with it like the finishing verses I wish I could just have one little drink or two, or three, <laughs> or four. Well, I kind of sort of wish that I could be 
the way that I used to be. And and I and I'm butchering that, but anyway, uh, <laughs> uh but yeah, that that's the whole enamor of it. It's like cool. And after that, it's smooth sailing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. I um yeah, I typically I don't address the crowd until after my first song. So I go right into the harp. I do this long extended intro into my song Hello June. Um, and then I go right into that. <sighs> and uh, it's usually you. a good way to introduce myself and, and then I say hello afterward. That way it allows me to like whatever anxiety I have to get out for me to then address the crowd. So it usually works better for me to start off first uh, performing than talking. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make an ass first. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and for the time being like that is, that is like my opener to let me go ahead and get this out. Yeah. And I don't particularly like opening with a cover. But uh, that is a great outage for me, and it's uh, it's an Alabama artist, and so I don't mind it at all. And, yeah. Uh, but by the way, I'm probably about to start covering a couple of yours. Hey, do it up, man! And, I love uh, it. I will be telling them. You got to look up uh, Fuzzy. Why you ain't doing anything? <laughs> well, cheers to that. Thank you, sir. Yeah, dude. So, like, I got a. Uh, this episode of Porch Talk is also sponsored by Manscaped. You can go to manscaped.com and at checkout use promo code Porch Talk, all one word. Porch Talk, all one word. Receive 20% off your total purchase order and get free shipping. Uh, Manscaped sent me the performance package 4.0 that comes with their beard trimmer, uh, the Weed Whacker, which is for those unsightly ear and nose hairs, and then the lawnmower, which is for you downstairs. It also comes with the crop preserver and the crop reviver. Uh, that is for um, it's for your genitalia there, there boys. Uh, it'll keep you from, uh, if you've ever been in the south in the summer, uh, you know a little bit about how it feels down there in those two wonderful products will uh, help you feeling cool and keep you smelling good so you don't smell like a foot. So go to manscaped.com, and if they are the leading company when it comes to men's grooming, they also, the performance package comes with the most comfortable pair of underwear I've ever owned. So if you have never given Manscaped a try, I highly recommend them. You can go to manscaped.com, use Porch Talk as your promo code at checkout. Receive 20% off your total purchase order. And, uh, man, just look at my beard. If that says anything about them, should say it all. I got the best beard around. No doubt about it. Now, back to the show. I got three more questions. And uh going to get you back on quicker than what I have. You ought to do <laughs> untapped and vinyl with us. That's what we need to do. Like, that would be fun. I'd to, like to needs, do that. needs to be me, you, and Monk. And yeah, we, and we and we do a whole spill, but uh, three questions walking out of the door is um, who have been the most, and you may have already answered this with Jason Isbell and John Morlan, but uh, who have been the most inspirational people uh, behind your latest works? Uh, yeah, Jason Isbell, John Morland, and I'd be lying if I didn't say Chris Stapleton. Okay, hundred percent. 
And what about your personal? What about in your personal life? Like uh, just people uh, who motivate your stories and motivate you to move on. Um. Uh, right. You know, I got a. There's a good friend of mine, Pete Thomas. He uh, he was an old guitar player of mine in college. We played and um, wrote a lot of songs together. Real near dear friend of mine. And we we it's one of those you could talk for hours um, and pick up right where you left off after six months. You know, a real and, friend. Uh, yeah, he is, and um, he's just. He gives it to me straight, man. I'll, I'll throw an idea at him, and he'll be like, well, <laughs> mm. I don't like that. Um, but definitely Pete and uh, my good friend Carl. Uh, you know, he and I started, you know, working together back in 2018. And it's funny because Carl and I, we were, we knew each other for a spell um, at church. We went to this um, small church together. And I don't know, I think they moved for a little while or went to a different church. And uh, I lost contact with them for years and years. And it wasn't until uh, 2017 that, like, we kind of met up again at my church now. And he was running uh, production and sound there. And um, that's how the whole Rust Belt thing kind of uh, came into being was me and him wanting to put something together. And, uh, now, you know, it's like, I can't get enough of the guy. He's, he's still hanging around and, um, he produced stories and ballads. Uh, we went and recorded a fine uh, job too, buddy. He did. He, uh, he actually played on the, on the first track with me. He was that secondary guitar part. Um, but yeah, he produced and then he mixed it as well. Uh, it was engineered by a guy named Ryan Nogle at, uh, Ryan Nogle's a cool guy. He's, uh, he's like you and me. He's a phenomenal drummer. He plays in uh, several different bands. Uh, but he, uh, has this house and it's just him in the house. So he wired the entire thing. He's a sound guy for profession as well. So he knows, you know, how to, how to run all this stuff. So any room in this house, you can plug into an XLR or a quarter inch and you can record from any room. And so wow. uh, we record, yeah, we recorded at his house and uh, it was, it was awesome. Such a great place. So he was, he engineered it. And um, uh, my buddy Fred from uh, GCR uh, here in Buffalo, GCR recording studio, he mastered it for us. And um He's great, man. He's just got a wealth of knowledge. And uh, Carl and I went and sat with him while he mastered it. And um, it just is perfect. So we're able to do that. I'm looking forward to working with Fred again, too. Dude, so. that, uh, man, you, that's awesome. Uh, you're becoming such a stable down here as well. Like, uh, uh, you're one of the first people that I bring up when we're in a local scene, like, we're at a house party. We're just sharing music. I'd be like, check out uh, Fuzzy. So we're we're trying to create that culture to where everyone's familiar with you down here, my friend. That's but great. Uh, question two is, uh, man, if people were trying to get up with you and they wanted to be in tune with what you're doing, where would they go? Well, they'd want to go first and foremost to fuzzythurston.com. 
Um, right there, right on the main page, you can see what's going on. I have a news section right there on the front page, uh, as well as a uh, link to subscribe to my email. Um, and then you can just follow everything else up at the top if you want to get with me on social media, uh, Spotify, Apple Music. All those links are right there. And uh, there's also a contact form uh, as well that you can uh, shoot me an email if you want. And, uh, you know, you can read up about me and watch some videos and all that good stuff. So fuzzythurston.com, that's the place you can springboard everything from. Right on. We'll plug that in the episode description. Uh, are you a reader? I am. What are you What are you currently reading? Uh, right now, I'm not reading much. Um, it's been uh, a little bit since I got into a book, but the last one I finished reading was a uh, really good book called, um, oh my goodness, it's called The Next Hundred Years. And I'm horrible with remembering author names, but uh, it's a, in the next hundred years, a forecast for the 21st century. And this guy, he uh, goes through um, where he thinks will be by uh, 2100. And he cites history as, as his examples um, because he believes that uh, history repeats itself in uh, different forms. Yeah, yeah, it's cyclical. And that so he goes through these cyclical changes, especially with the US presidents. It's really interesting. He feels that they're on like a 50 year cycle. Um, they start out really strong and then they get weaker as they go. And mm-hmm. then so he's kind of spot on. If you look at it, you're within like a 40 to 50 year range. Um, and he says that it, you know, there's a little wiggle room in there, but um, but yeah, where he, where he thinks like we're going to be by 2100 is it's fascinating. You know, you take it as, eh, this is one guy's opinion, but it, it was fascinating to uh, give a read. And uh, he did a, uh, a second book, which I got to read um, because this was written, oh, I think right around 2006, uh, if I'm not mistaken, 2007, right, right near... Uh, right before Obama got elected, I think is when he was writing it. Um, and then I think about four or five years later, he wrote another one um, <clears throat> where based off of what happened in those years, um, he's like, well, based off of these things, this could happen. So if anything, it's just really fun to read, you know, and wonder. Well, with that wonder, you give me one more question and I'm a huge <laughs> fan of his is uh are we gonna leave the world in a good enough shape for hank are we gonna leave the world in a good enough shape for hank well i surely hope so um i feel that uh right now uh very much like the 70s uh we're in a pretty uh confused uh decade where where do we want to be uh for 2030 and uh on um I have faith in the next generation of, uh, of kids growing up. I look at my son and a lot of the kids that he's hanging out with. Um, they seem to have some things pretty straight in their heads as far as uh, just how to treat people and, and uh, be kind. And uh, I hope, I'm hope so, you know, uh, especially with Hank, um, you know, he's, he's a little guy that's going to always need uh, somebody and uh, he's going to definitely need to lean on his big brother uh, at some point. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, I think I'm more of a glass, uh, glass half full kind of guy. And, uh, I think we're going to be all right. Right on buddy. Well, fuzzy, take care of yourself. We're out of here. Thanks, bro. It was great being on here. I wanted the songs on this record to reflect where I've been and what I've come through over the past three or four years. Leaning Into You was a song that I wrote in the quietness of a hotel room quarantined from the world. It's a song that evokes sadness and loneliness, but ultimately serves as a message of hope that even in our darkest times, we can lean on our morals, we can lean on each other, or we can even lean on God. Faith is a major part of who I am, and each time that I perform this song, I'm reminded of the peace that I have in the good times and the bad. Here's Leaning Into You. Coming on the fire In hiding in the dirt What I found were friendly liars Issuing the hurt They talk about forgiveness Give their fervently goodbye. They wrestle with the righteous, home and Satan's lullaby. Shadows on the hill, whispering. Just a smoke show for the fool Every door that you have opened Showed me what to do Bright lights fill the sky Offering up the Something true All the while I'm waiting here Leaning into you Tame this wild child 
Hold the bridle, hold him close There's wisdom in the dying That ignorance in most Dark clouds paint the sky Leaving just a beam of light Shining through the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done